We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, the Rams are shopping Jalen Ramsey on the NFL trading block as they look to make cap-saving moves. And former Raven scout Daniel Jeremiah sees Baltimore as a landing spot for the three-time All-Pro. What would it cost to make it happen? And might the Ravens be better off just re-signing Marcus Peters? I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, March 1st, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So with John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta scheduled to meet with the media later this afternoon at the NFL Combine, I'll run through the most pressing questions I'd ask if I were in Indianapolis. Plus, former NFL agent Joel Corey proposes an intriguing contract compromise between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So, Sarah, the Ravens are in need of a cornerback with Marcus Peters, Kyle Fuller, and Kevon Seymour all scheduled to become free agents in a couple of weeks. And simultaneously, Jalen Ramsey is rumored to be on the trading block in Los Angeles. Yeah, Bobby, the Bills have come due after a couple of years of pushing cap hits down the road, and the L.A. Rams now have to pay the piper. And that means they are in the process of parting ways with a few big names, including their team captain and linebacker Bobby Wagner, who just signed a five-year, $50 million deal last season. But they still need to clear even more cap space, and that brings us to Ramsey. Here is NFL Network's Tom Palacero. The Rams have had trade talks surrounding their six-time Pro Bowl quarterback Jalen Ramsey, and league sources now believe it is very likely Ramsey is traded in the coming weeks. Ramsey is still in his prime. At age 28, he's due $17 million this season on a front-loaded deal that averages $20 million. L.A., as we know, is in salary cap clearing mode. Yeah, Sarah, it's not surprising that L.A. needs to essentially dismantle its roster. They were in a win-now mode last year, and hey, it led them to lifting the Lombardi Trophy. But letting go of their key players now, including these two All-Pros, is a natural consequence of a league that has a salary cap. But enough about L.A. The real reason we're talking about this is because Ravens fans want to know this. Is there a chance that Baltimore could be one of those teams in talks with the Rams 
about a potential trade for Ramsey. Oh, well, Bobby, former Raven scout and current NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, well, he sure thinks so. Yeah, I start going to all these different teams where this could make sense, and I think about a previous trade of a Rams corner and Marcus Peters going to the Baltimore Ravens. Marcus mm-hmm. Peters now a free agent. The Ravens have a need at corner. Uh, maybe they go back and do this thing all over again here with Jalen Ramsey going to the Ravens, who love you know big time corners. They love investing in that position. There's going to be uh, I would think there's still a pretty strong market for Jalen Ramsey. He's got a a lot of good football left. You know, Daniel Jeremiah obviously knows the types of players the Ravens like to sign, given his time as a scout with the team. And we all know how much the Ravens loved Jalen Ramsey because. Ozzie Newsom tried to trade up from number six to number four in that 2016 NFL draft to select him. But the Dallas Cowboys wouldn't budge from that spot out of fear that they might lose out on running back Ezekiel Elliott. So instead, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars who nabbed Ramsey at number five, and then Baltimore went with left tackle Ronnie Stanley at number six. Now, obviously, Stanley has been a cornerstone piece of the offensive line when healthy, but that just lets you know how much the front office at that time, and probably still do, just how much they coveted Ramsey when he was coming out. Yeah, and Sarah, just thinking of a Ramsey-Marlon-Humphrey duo in Baltimore secondary is exciting, but I'm just not sure how realistic it is. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, if Lamar Jackson is on this roster for 2023, whether it's an extended contract or on the franchise tag, there is no way Ramsey will also be on the roster. And and that's because the only way the Ravens will have the draft capital or the cap space for a six-time cornerback who is still in his prime, uh, that's if Lamar isn't here. NBC Sports' Peter King believes L.A. could get a low first-round pick or a high second-round pick for Ramsey. And I, I guess, who knows, Eric DaCosta did get Marcus Peters from the Rams for a fifth-round pick. So maybe... Eric DaCosta could pull off some magic again, but even if he did, Ramsey's cap hit is still scheduled to be $17 million after a trade. There is no way to afford that unless Lamar Jackson is also traded, and I don't think too many people are rooting for that. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey feels like a pipe dream at this point, but Sarah, the Ravens do need to get some more corners in terms of depth behind Marlon Humphrey. They'll obviously use the draft to do so, and if you had your way... They'd even use the 22nd overall pick on a corner. Who knows? Maybe they'll go with best available, as they always seem to do in April. But beyond that, they're going to need more veterans as well to bolster that that back end. Yeah, and just to be clear, I'm still a proponent of best player available at 22, but I wouldn't hate it if that's a corner. Uh, but you're right. They'll still need a veteran signing, too. And to be honest, Bobby, I still haven't given up on the idea of Marcus Peters returning. Uh, With another year removed from his ACL tear, I think he'll have a better year in 2023. And there's a chance the Ravens could get what I view as a potential elite corner at a very reasonable price. Garrett Downing caught up with Ian Rappaport down in Indy at the Combine. And here's what he had to say about a potential reunion. For me, you know, Marcus Peters has bounced around some. He's gotten paid very well, but been to a couple different teams. It feels to me like... You know, his home is in Baltimore. We'll see. It's all it's all money. It's all, you know, what is the value? But he likes it. They like him. I actually wondered if they might do a deal mid-season last year to try to get, the, you know, Baltimore and, and DaCosta will do that, the mid-season, kind of late-season deals. So it seems to me like it makes sense for both sides for him to be there, but obviously the money has to be right. Yeah, good stuff there from Rap Sheep, but still to come here on The Vault.
Both John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta will address the media later today, Wednesday, from the NFL Combine, and I'll run you through what questions I'd be asking if I were in Indianapolis this week. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bobby, as we've mentioned multiple times in recent days, John Harbaugh and Eric DeCosta are both set to meet with the media later this afternoon at 1 and 2 p.m. respectively from this year's Combine. Uh, So that will be a nice source of news. Yeah, I hope so. And I thought it'd be a good exercise to present some questions. I know we would maybe both ask if we were in Indianapolis. So let's begin with Harbaugh, who takes the podium first later this afternoon. And And remember how he answered the question of whether or not he would involve Lamar in his process of hiring a new offensive coordinator during January's end-of-season press conference? I did ask Lamar about it, you know, and and he will be involved in it. You know, I'll keep him abreast of what's going on, and I'm sure he'll have some input along the way. Uh, But I know his focus, like he told me, is going to be on getting himself ready and getting his guys ready, you know, for next season. Yeah, and that matched up with NFL reporter Josina Anderson's February 14th tweet that read, I'm told since the day after the Ravens and Greg Roman parted ways, quarterback Lamar Jackson's input on the offense from a philosophical and schematic standpoint was folded into the evaluation process for the next OC, and communication from key players was welcomed per league sources, close quote. Right, but what muddied the water, of course, was last week's report from ESPN's Stephen A. Smith, who claimed that someone inside Lamar's camp told him the following. And I also heard that this guy, Todd Monken, who's the new offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, who came from Georgia, not one of the NFL teams from Georgia, although the reigning two-time national champions, Lamar Jackson was never consulted or talked to or asked what his opinions would think. He was informed, this is your new boss at the offensive coordinator spot who will be calling plays for you, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Sarah, whether you believe this was a direct result of the NFLPA playing a semantics game or not, I'd be asking John Harbaugh directly this. Despite Lamar technically not being under contract in Baltimore for 2023, how involved was he actually in your search for an OC? 
Yeah, he'll definitely be prepared for that one right off the top. Uh, what other questions would you ask, though, Bobby? Well, as for Eric DaCosta, I mean, I'd be asking him at least one of the following. One, as the deadline window approaches, are you leaning towards using the exclusive or non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar? Two, is there any truth to the report that Lamar wasn't returning your calls as far back as last year to start negotiations? Three, have you had any conversations with teams interested in Lamar since you arrived in Indianapolis? Four, are you able to confirm or refute last week's report that indicated Lamar's counteroffers to the organization all exceeded the full guarantees given to Deshaun Watson from Cleveland? And five, what role, if any at all, has the NFLPA played throughout this negotiation process and how have your interactions been? Now, look, Sarah, <laughs> I do recognize that EDC probably won't touch some of these questions with a 10-foot pole, and he's only scheduled for a 15-minute session with the media. But something to keep in mind is this. DaCosta isn't required to address the media in Indy this week. He's choosing to address the media, most likely because of how many questions he's expected to be fielding related to Lamar. And that's under his umbrella, not John Harbaugh's. So Sarah, former sports agent and CBS contract analyst Joel Corey published an article that details what he thinks would be a fair compromise between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson if Baltimore won't give in and award him that fully guaranteed deal. Yeah, I thought Joel did a really good job. Obviously, he's written contracts before and negotiated them, so he knows what he's talking about. And he named five things Eric DaCosta would need to provide Lamar in place of that fully guaranteed money in a four-year deal. That's what he's proposing, a four-year deal, not five-year. Now, number one, Joel Corey says that Lamar would need the largest signing bonus in NFL history. It's currently Dak Prescott at $66 million. Number two, Corey said the first two years of Jackson's contract would need to be fully guaranteed at signing, as well as a substantial proportion of 2025. And then the remainder of Jackson's 2025 salary would have to be guaranteed for injury at signing and become fully guaranteed next March during the first few days of the 2024 league year. There wouldn't be any guarantees in that final year of the contract. Then he said that the contract would need a clause preventing the Ravens from using a franchise or transition tag when the contract expires after the 2026 season. Now that way, Lamar can still get another huge deal, make a lot of money, while still young at age 30. Next, the contract would need a no-trade clause as part of it. And then finally, number five, Joel said it would need to have an extremely player-friendly structure. And he said that it was actually Mark Andrews who has a really good cash flow structure. So the Ravens should match that or even make it better. So putting all those five elements together, Corey suggests the following contract. Like I said, a four-year deal that would be a total of $210 million. That sounds like less because, again, it's not five years. It's four years, so $210 million. Under that, the average yearly salary would be $52.5 million, and that would be a new NFL record. Then the overall contract guarantees would be $170 million. That would be the second most in overall guarantees, but, again, it's on a short contract length. And then the fully guaranteed at signing would be $150 million. That's the second most behind Deshaun Watson. 
And then here comes the cash flow that he wanted. He wanted the signing bonus of $85 million, which is a very healthy new record. So that first year cash would be $99 million. Then the first two years of cash would be $130 million. And then the first three years of cash, and this is what agents say is the most important all the time because usually players aren't getting cut before the first three years. So the first three cash First three years of cash would be $170 million. So that's 80% of the contract in the first three years. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this update from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport on Lamar Jackson from that same one-on-one conversation with Ravens Productions you heard earlier related to Marcus Peters. Now, I will say this. It's not much of an update, but Sarah, I know we both agree that if nothing else, it was refreshing to hear someone of Ian's stature in the reporting business to be so transparent about what he doesn't know. When it comes to the franchise tag, there's two options. You can go the exclusive or the non-exclusive tag. Do you have any sense if it gets to that point, which of those tags, you know, last when asked about it, Eric DaCosta said it's something he thinks about every day. He hasn't made a decision or an announcement yet, but what sense do you get on that front? I mean, my, my well, first of all, I don't know. My sense is the exclusive tag probably makes the most sense, right? Because what it does is it gives him a fair deal, you know, a lot of money, but it also gives the team the opportunity to control where he goes. It's not just, well, someone's going to sign him to an offer sheet and we'll see, like, if you're trading Lamar Jackson, my guess is it's for more than two first-round picks because he's one of the best young quarterbacks the NFL has seen in a very long time. So the exclusive tag allows them to really control it. Um, And if it doesn't, If a trade doesn't happen, then he gets a really substantial salary as well. Elsewhere, the Philadelphia Eagles are promoting QB's coach Brian Johnson to offensive coordinator after Shane Steichen left for the Indianapolis Colts head coaching gig. The Ravens, of course, were rumored to be interested in Johnson for their OC opening before finalizing things with Todd Munkin. And finally, the New York Giants. They are releasing wide receiver Kenny Galladay on the first day of the league year, which is March 15th. And by doing so, they'll save over $6 million against their salary cap. Thank you for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you know, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, You'll help us churn out daily content for years to come. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our February Q&A mailbag episode, which addresses all things Lamar Jackson, off-season team building at wide receiver, cap space strategizing, and so much more if you haven't already done so. Thank you